With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's the moment of the evening every K-State fan enjoys. Settle down and pour a whiskey, crack open a LaCroix. Please put your hands together and make a little noise for your favorite wildcatters, the handsome Bosco boys. Ooh, Bosco's boys. Come on, boys. Boom, the boys are back and, uh, this might be the... Uh, toughest loss um, of the Bosco's boys era. Um, I'm sure we will get into that. But before we do, win, lose, or draw, off-season, football season, basketball season, baseball season, any season, all seasons are good for Manhattan Brewing Company beer. They are the top craft brewery. Top, really, any brewery in the entire state of Kansas. Not only do they have delicious beer being distributed all across the great state of Kansas, but as well, they have one of the coolest spots to get together with your buddies or just belly up to the bar and try any of their upwards, usually of 10, 12, 15 different beers on tap. They also have a uh, fully stocked bar for signature cocktails as well. There's always something fun going on over at Manhattan Brewing Company. They've been rocking with us almost for a full year now. They are the best in the business, and we love Manhattan Brewing Company. Um... So I'm recording this super early Sunday morning. I, I I wasn't going to record anything Saturday night. Um, I was I was very sad, um, and I didn't want to wait too long into Sunday to record this because, um, for better or worse, I I, I kind of see. The last five years of Bosco's Boys, almost as a time capsule, um, we've done immediate reaction to a lot of stuff, and and I do want, um, kind of the pain, the disappointment, all that type of stuff, to be documented. But what I'm what I'm going to do is, uh, I have a timer set. Uh, I'm not going to go more than. 10 minutes on the bad uh, because I, I do think it is important uh, to, to go through the bad, to have the upset emotions on here because um, I, I think it would be a disservice to Jerome Tang and the one-year turnaround, the elevation 
that he has accomplished. Um, if we just kind of chalked it up and said, well, we, we didn't expect to be here. Uh, it doesn't matter. I, I think it, I, I truly think it would be services if uh, us as fans didn't allow us to feel, uh, these not so fun emotions. Um, and, and like I said, I'm only giving myself 10 minutes because I, I want to use the rest of the show um, to start to put a bow on this great season. Over the next couple weeks, we'll, we'll wrap it up and then we'll wrap up the entire sports season. Um, you'll hear me do that. We'll have some guests on to do that over the next couple weeks. Um but, but I, I think it is important for this specific episode uh, to feature both things. So I'm going to hit start on the timer. Um, I'm not going to go more than 10 minutes of the negativity, of the up, upset stuff. Um, and then I'm going to, like I said, we're, we're going to end on positivity. So uh, timer start. And here's the thing, folks. Um this is going to hurt. This basketball loss probably will haunt me uh, for rest of my life or until State wins a national championship. We were up seven points after the twelve under twelve media timeout in the second half, and we had the ball. It, it, it was a collapse. It was uh, a horrible. Uh, execution down the stretch. Uh, we didn't make plays um, from Jerome Tang all the way down to the final guy on the team. It were of a game down the stretch. FAU, while a good team, better than us on Kempom. One, like I acknowledge that, but they are still a nine seed from a one bid league who needed a miracle to win their first round game. And we had them on the ropes and we couldn't finish them off. We got our asses kicked on the glass. Um, and, and this isn't to say that we weren't trying or we didn't want to win. But they wanted it infinitely more. When, when you look at those rebounding stats, second chance points. Hell, they missed a free throw the front end of a one and one they grab an offensive rebound, and then they get a layup. You know, we we had the opportunities, but it was our lack of just determination uh, to, to get it done, especially on the glass. Um, the final play, you don't even get a shot up. Um, again, this one is going to haunt me... Really, I, I truly it, it will. This will be one of the losses that stick with me forever as a K State sports fan. Um, you know, you look back at some of these elite eights, at least in my lifetime. Butler, they have a future NBA head coach, two future NBA players. Um, they go on to the championship game, the Loyola game. We're playing without our best player, and uh, you know. And it just kind of is what it is. Never really in the game. Uh, I, I don't truthfully know if I can say on that night they were the better team. Uh, K-State versus Loyola. You know, it, it, it is what it is. 
but but this one, this is verse um, an FAU team that had had no business beating us. This was an FAU team that K-State had no business losing to, and it was a monumental shitting of the bed down the stretch. Um, FAU came out firing all on all cylinders. K-State didn't. Took them uh, a good amount of time to really get into the game. It was just a haunting loss. And it just kind of continues on this horrible streak for K-State. 0-8 in the last eight Elite Eight games, and we were the better team in the last four. So that's an 0-8 stretch in the the Elite Eight. That is four straight where you are the favorite going into the game, and you can't get over that hump. And look, I I understand the positivity, and again, I'm going to end on the positivity, but here's the thing. The last four, this one included, Long Kruger, K-State graduate, favorite son, you know, K-State Hall of Famer at the helm of the of, of the team. Gets to the Elite Eight. Oh, we'll, we'll be back. We'll be back. We got Lon. He's going to be here forever. You know, he's one of us. Nope. Goes off to Florida. Oh, Frank Martin, you know, get, getting us to the Elite Eight. Oh, we're going to return, you know, seven of your top nine players. Just the beginning. Frank Martin, young up-and-coming coach. K-State gave him a chance. We'll be back, one of many. Nope. Bruce Weber. Oh, my gosh, this this un- improbable run to the... You know, Elite Eight. Oh, he has a proven track record. This team's bringing back all seven of their top players. All nine of their top players. We'll be back. Win a Big 12 title. We'll be... Yeah, nope. So I I understand how exciting the future of K-State basketball is. But this was a monumental blown opportunity. We don't know if we will ever get back. As much as all of us want to believe K-State will be back, we have no fucking clue. We thought that with the previous three guys who took us to an Elite Eight, and all they got was one. One trip to the second weekend. So now Tang gets to this high water mark in his first year, and that's going to be hanging around the necks of K-State basketball until they get back to the second weekend again. And then not only is that going to hang around the necks until we get to the second weekend, but folks, we were going to be wearing white all the way up until the national championship game and possibly in that game too. This was a golden opportunity where the entire tournament just completely opened up and K-State basketball was one of the top seeds remaining. You don't get opportunities like this every single year. You don't. Going to haunt us. Keontae Johnson, you're All-American. Fouls out, doesn't even play 20 minutes. David Gasson plays like five minutes. You know, our entire you know set of big guys get absolutely bullied by some Russian motherfucker. 
just insanely disappointing. And in, in sports, you get so many golden opportunities, and it was just another one wasted. Another one wasted. David Gasson, 15 minutes, fouled out. Keontae Johnson, 18 minutes, fouled out. Cam Carter, 2 of 5 from the field. Ish, 1 of 3. I mean, Marquise Noel, uh, again, you know, all-time type guy going up in the rafters. And I don't, and not able to get a shot off on the on the final play. Him and Ish starts with him and Ish, ends with him and Ish. Um, some poetic symmetry there. Um, I, 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 this this loss hurts, and it should hurt. You know that that's what being a sports fan is all about. Um, and again, it, it was just truly a. Golden opportunity squandered. You know, the the media darlings. You know, everyone thinking and celebrating K-State for for the better part of two weeks. And then you once again drop to a worse. Seed. Four straight, you lose as a favorite. Four straight um, team. I mean, and, and this is this one was the worst one of them all. Worst one of them all, no doubt. Um, you know, play, playing in overtime games as a Sweet Sixteen team, uh, that's not great, Bob. Um, not good at all. Uh, just, just sucks. The, 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 the pain is very real. Um, that, that was like nine minutes. Um, I'm not going to say anything more profound. Um, it was, uh, I mean, it it was the game so far in my K-State basketball fandom, um, that is going to haunt me. Worse than any other game. And, and it sucks. And, and it sucks uh, that Keontae, that, that's his final game. Um, Marquise Noel going out on a shield. Sucks that that's his final game. Um, but he cemented himself on the national stage. I think both of them cemented themselves as K-State uh, legends this season. Um, Jerome Tang said that he's going to campaign for both of their jerseys to go up in the rafters. I think both of their rafters deserve to go up there. I think Marquise Noel uh, should be right behind um, Jacob Pollen and Michael Beasley for uh, some of these modern era stuff. Um, maybe this offseason I'm going to do a deep dive of everyone I believe who should go up there because there's some old timers who I believe should go up. I I think it should be Michael Beasley, Jacob Poland, um, and then I think there's some old guys, and then I think you know you got Marquise Noel, Rodney Magruder, um, and then 
maybe Dean Brad or Dean uh, Wade and then Keontae Johnson. I kind of put Keontae and Dean Wade on similar, um, similar statures. Maybe Keontae with the All American uh, status a little in front of Dean. Um, you know, Rodney Magruder needs to be up there as well. Um, I think K State has a lot of work to do when it comes to celebrating. Uh, their greatness in their history. Uh, but Marquise Noel and Keontae Johnson belong among those guys. Um, but l- let's kind of switch to the positive. And again, uh, the themes from this are stuff you're I'm sure you're going to hear over the next few weeks on different episodes. Um, but but this was a, a, a season where Casey was picked um Bottom of the Big 12, and then you make it to the Elite Eight. Probably when the final AP poll is released, definitely top 20, probably top 15, and it was well-deserved. This was the most entertaining year of K-State basketball maybe ever uh, when when you think about all the highlight plays, uh, set a record for dunks, in a season, um, Naquan Tomlin holds the number one record. Keontae Johnson, I think, ends as the number three dunker of all time. I mean, uh, every, this team seemingly going viral, all the Sports Center top 10 plays. Folks, it was an extremely fun season. Despite uh, that loss and. Um, and I think I think losing in the Elite Eight is like the most painful way uh, to finish any basketball season, college basketball season. Um, it still was a, a run to the Elite Eight. It, it matches the deepest tournament run uh, in my lifetime. And, and honestly, because it's been sixty years since our last Final Four, um, that matches the best run in a lot of fans' lives. You know, this was the team that so many young K-State fans who are kind of coming into their formative years, this is the team that made probably a whole generation of diehard K-State fans. Um, This team for, you know, those fans between like 14 and 24 um, this was the team that probably made Marquise Noel or Keontae Johnson or Naquan Tomlin um, or Desi Sills. Th- those are all-time favorite players for a whole nother generation of K-State fans. And uh, for like my generation of K-State fans, you know, in, in their early 30s, uh, this was the team that was like came as close to kind of rival rivaling um, you know, that 2010 Jacob Pullen and Denny Clemente team, uh, rivaling the excitement down the stretch of those Michael Beasley teams and kind of proof that, Hey, you know, no matter how dark the night gets, uh, K-State basketball is a good enough program that the sun will rise, uh, kind of coming back from, uh, you know, the post Dean Barry cam, uh, hangover dark period and says, Hey, look, they can bounce back. 
Um, that's how I, I, I saw this team. Again, it, it was a team that rivaled my all-time favorites. You know, between the lovable characters on this team to the way the coaching staff handled themselves um, to the results on the court. Again, it, it was everything that you could want in a basketball team. And, and, and it sucks that it ends. You know, beyond just what it means, what it would have meant to get to the Final Four, um, beyond kind of breaking... Uh, you know, these drywall ceilings that have have been on the program for the last 60 years uh, that we can't just quite bust through. It was the last time we get to see this team. Um, again, and this was this was a team that none of the rotational players, as, as they d- made sure to say a few times during the Elite Eight game, none of those guys were recruited to come to K-State through high school. Every single one of those guys transferred either from a junior college or from another four-year school. Only Finister and Taj Manning on the entire team are guys, and they didn't play, are the only guys who weren't at colleges beforehand. And I I think that's going to be a dynamic that changes, that has changed in college basketball. You're never going to have a Jacob Pullen again. You're never going to have a Dean Wade. Well, you're never going to have a Jacob Pullen again. You're never going to have a Rodney Magruder again. You're never going to have a trio like Dean, Cam, and Barry. You're not. Those aren't going to happen ever again. You know, you might occasionally get the four-year superstar. So I shouldn't say... That you're never going to have another Jacob Pullen. You're never going to have another Rodney Magruder or something like that. I shouldn't say that. That could still happen. But it's going to be extremely rare. And you won't see a trio of guys come in and uh, come in together and leave together. No. It, it, that won't happen. That's not what college basketball is anymore. Um, and all of that is to set up to say... Um, the, the fact that all of these guys who came in, so many of them for only one year, uh, and they made this fan base fall in love with them, um, made this fan base live and die with every bounce of the ball after um, three years of darkness. Again, the K-State fan base was not in a good spot. It wasn't in a good spot. You know, um, it was the worst three-year stretch in basketball history. The fan base um, was insanely toxic. You know, everyone gets mad at Bruce Weber's final press conference, but I don't think he said anything that was wrong. I don't. Uh, the fan base was toxic. The fan base was no program. It wasn't. But Jerome Tang came in. You know, 369 days ago from when you guys are listening to this, he had the greatest introductory press conference, and he didn't tell any lies. He said he was going to elevate K-State. We are going to become a winning program again, and it wasn't going to take long. The man had us in the top 15 almost the entire year. 
for large stretches of the season. He had us in the Big 12 championship race. And then he got us back to the Elite Eight and had us right back on the cusp of getting back to the Final Four. Um, And again, while I said at the beginning of the show, you never know when you're going to get these opportunities. You never know uh, what's going to happen. I do believe Jerome Tang is going to get us back to the lead eight. I believe Jerome Tang is going to be the guy who gets us back cutting down nets, uh, winning a regional, hanging another Final Four banner. I truly believe that. Um, Jerome Tang has proved that he can first assemble an all-star staff um, because from Yolik Malagi, the associate head coach, all the way down to Austin Carpenter. Um, you know, the, this staff is chock full of absolute superstars. Uh, so that's the first thing that coach needs to prove, and he proved it. Royal flush with his staff. He proved that between him and his staff, they can identify players and they can recruit players out of the portal. Now, the next step we need to see is what they can do development-wise. You know, we have the baseline for a handful of guys. We have the baseline, um, and and let's see what sort of jump that Cam Carter can make. Let's see what sort of jump the redshirt guys can make. Let's see what sort of jump Naquan Tomlin can make. Assuming Ish comes back, what, what, what is Ish going to look like after another full offseason with the staff. So that's going to be the next thing we need to see. And what we've seen with his first full recruiting class with three top 100 guys that he can recruit top-end high school talent. Now, I don't know. There's a very real chance that Jerome Tang never has another roster with two All-Americans on it. Uh, There's a real chance that... Uh, he doesn't have, you know, a lot of seasons where he has two first team, all big 12 guys on this team, but what we need to see and what we're going to hope to see in the future. And this is what's going to elevate K state to being a consistent contender, uh, to make it to the final four, a consistent contender in the big 12 is, can he develop and put together a better team three through 15? I don't know if he will ever have a better one-two punch. I don't. But you can make up from that, make up with that, you know, having a better three through nine if you're talking about a nine-man rotation. And I I think, actually, I know he's going to be able to do that. But can you find those top dogs? And, and, uh, we'll see. I hope so. Um, but but I think that Keontae Johnson and Marquise Noel are truly special guys. Um, you know, Keontae Johnson, of course, comes in after what was going on um, one season in, proves to America that he still has it. Um, I hope I hope he gets drafted early in the second round. I don't think he's going to be drafted in the first round. I hope he gets drafted early in the second round. Um, but proves he's an All-American, proves that he is amongst the best in college basketball. 
And he deserves all the love and attention and accolades that he got. He was a magnificent player, um, leading scorer for the team when it was all said and done. Keontae Johnson truly was um, one of one of the greats at K State. Truly was. Um, if he doesn't end up getting it close to being a consensus All American, third team All American, um, he cannot be given enough flowers. Uh, Marquise Noel, truly an all time great at K State. His ink is all over the record books. His jersey, without a doubt. And again, I think that there will be debate over time. I think if Jerome Tang has longevity at K State, uh, Keontae Johnson will get up. Uh, in the rafters, but I don't think there's a debate after what we saw this season and this tournament from Marquise Noel going up amongst uh, the greatest players in K-State basketball history up in the rafters, and he'll be a K-State Hall of Famer as well. What he was able to do uh, second to none. And you got to give shout-outs to, you know, some of the other K-Staters who played their last game, Desi Sills, uh, put it all on the floor, um, gave us some highlight moments, um, was a massive part in a big-time win over Kansas in Bramlage Coliseum. Um, I'm going to miss hearing him at press conferences. I'm going to miss seeing that smile on K-State social media. Uh, Tyke Green comes in after being a star, being the go-to guy at his previous stop, comes in and he plays a role and he plays it well. I'm very happy he was able to play in Madison Square Garden. I, I wish it was in a blowout instead of uh, for Keontae Johnson, who was in foul trouble. But, you know, I, 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 I'm so happy that Ty Key came and uh, that he was able to buy into what his role was for this team. Bebe Igiola, again, uh, had some good moments in this game. Had some good moments as a Wildcat. Um, he was, uh, you know... He, I mean, he was a grown man. He had, he had kids. He had a wife. I think that the K-State basketball program is better off for having him, you know, on the team and around those guys. You know, Nate Aubrey. you know, you hear the stories. Um, you, you, you are able to hear from his teammates and Coach Tang and everyone who was around him. Um and again, I, I, I think walk-ons sometimes uh, get overlooked because, you know, they're not playing. But but they were out there grinding, giving these guys um, so much in, in uh, practice. You know, and, and the, the fact that, you know, Marquise Noel, Keontae Johnson, Desi Sills, Tyke Green, Bebe Igiola, Nate, all played their last games as Wildcats. It sucks. It absolutely sucks. Um, but you know, there, there's only there's only like one team who makes it to the NCAA tournament who who who, who gets to go out with a win. Um, you know, that's kind of the agony of college basketball. Uh, and and honestly, it. it it just comes down to how much fun I had watching these guys play. And, and that's why this sucks. And, uh, but, but, but again, I, I want to end on positivity. Um, I, I truly do believe 
that Jerome Tang is going to be the exception, not the rule, of what we have seen for K-State basketball, you know, Pat post-Jack Hartman. You know, you had Lon, Dana Altman sucked. You know, I, I'm not here for the revisionist history trying to make Dana Altman's timeout at K-State being better than it was. You had two absolutely horrible hires. Hugs left for his alma mater. Frank left because he was feuding with the AD. Bruce, it just came to an end. I, I, I think Jerome Tang is going to be more Jack Hartman than Long Kruger. I think he's going to be more Jack Hartman than he was Frank Martin. I think he's going to be more Jack Hartman than he is Bruce Weber. And if you want to break through in the NCAA tournament, the key is getting in there every single year. The key is having hot, good seeds every single year. And the key is making it to the second weekend every single year. Eventually, if you do that enough, the balls are going to fall your way. I know it sucks to say, especially going 0-8 in our last eight Elite Eights. Um, you know, that going, that spanning, you know, Hall of Fame coaches. Um, but I, I do believe Jerome Tang's going to be the guy to get us there. I think he's going to recruit well enough in the portal and in high school. We're going to continue to see how the development goes. Uh, and, and folks, I, I think I think bright days are ahead for K State basketball. I think bright days are ahead for K State athletics. Um, it sucked. I spent nine minutes getting in my feelings and melting down and being mad. Um, but guess what? K State basketball. I mean, it, the rebirth has happened, and just like Jerome Tang said, it wasn't going to. It wasn't going to take long. Um, but that's about all I have. Um, we'll have a live show on Wednesday. Um, and then, like I said, over probably the month of April, uh, we'll talk a little spring football. We'll talk some NFL draft. We'll have some folks on to kind of wrap up this basketball and athletics season. Um, we'll have a five-year anniversary show at some point in April celebrating five years of Bosco's Boys. Um, and yeah, and, and, and then we'll be into the offseason. And stay tuned for plans surrounding the offseason. Um, sadly, uh, the the we're, we're dangerously close to the worst time of the year. Um, again, you know, spring football. Um, some stories coming out about that. And then the NFL draft uh, kind of gets you through it um, as a college sports fan. Uh, but May is going to be here soon. And then uh, we'll get through the offseason together. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, I'll be waiting for late October for that first exhibition game. And I think it's November 7th is the first uh, day you can play an official game and, and I can't wait, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be a long seven months. Luckily football will be here a little bit sooner, but, uh, yeah, it is what it is. It sucks. 
that game sucked. It's okay to be mad about that outcome. Uh, but this turnaround happened faster than any of us could have expected. I think, I think bright days. I think good times. I think elite times. I think the best of times uh, in our lifetimes uh, for K-State basketball is still ahead of us. So that's all I have. Special shout out to Chauncey, the best dog in the world. Uh, you know, he, he understood I was sad last night and he was a good boy. Kept my spirits up, and he will do that again today. Uh, shout out to all of our uh, friends, significant others, pets, anyone who are uh, you know keeping a smile on our faces even after a tough loss. Um, but like I said, I think I think I think the best of times, not just good times. I truly believe the best of times for K State basketball in my lifetime. Um, are still to come, and I think Jerome Tang is going to be the man to bring it to us. Um, so for Chauncey, the best dog in the world, for all the boneheads, uh, we, we truly love you guys, and go Cats. Hail to the purple, hail to the white, wildcat in spirit.
Social Podcast Network.